Welcome to the last week of our 2030 series. You know, it's been kind of fun to think about, you know, the future in a little bit of a different way. Uh, do you know what, if at the beginning of this year, you told me I ought to be, you know, kind of speaking to our church from home, uh, I would not have believed it, you know? And that's the funny thing about trying to predict the future. Predicting the future is a really um, dicey proposition. Nobody really knows the future. And that's why in this series, we wanted to think about this idea, not of predicting the future, not of really trying to say, here's what 2030 is going to look like, but rather going, how do we help create the future? You know, the, the thing I want us to just think about today uh, as we kind of wrap up this series, you know, I'm at my home, you're at your home. Uh, none of us may have predicted this is what 2020 would look like. But the way we help create the future is that we, it's not so much about trying to imagine exactly what the future is, but it's to figure out a way to live now in light of then. You know, we hear that phrase sometimes, like living in light of tomorrow, or we need to live now in the light of then. In other words, we want to kind of grab hold of this dynamic. How do we make decisions now, take action now that we know will lead us where we want to go in the future? We don't have to predict and wonder what it'll be like. The things we do now, maybe we can help shape that future. And the things we do now can take us to the future that, that we actually want to move towards. I'm going to have us look at a story uh, this morning. I think it's one of the best stories in the scriptures for how what we do right now makes an impact on the future and what God actually calls us to do right now. It actually comes from uh, Matthew chapter 25. And this is a story of Jesus. If you're familiar uh, with the scriptures or, or church at all, you'll know this story. It's one of Jesus' most famous parables. If you're new to the scriptures, you're going to really um, see some, some really amazing things in, in this teaching. In, in Matthew 25, Jesus tells a story. And we know it often as uh, kind of the parable of the talents, or in this translation, the parable of the gold bags. And it, it goes like this. Here's how the story goes. It's a parable, so it means Jesus is telling a story and the story is trying to teach us something uh, about God and people and how he wants to work with us. The story goes like this. Jesus says again, it, the kingdom of God, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. So Jesus says, this is a story. He calls the servants. He's like, here's, here's my wealth. I'm going on a journey. You're going to look after it for me. And to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag each according to his ability. And then he went on his journey. Now, he gives them these bags of gold. Now, what's really helpful to realize at the beginning of the story is that every uh, bag of gold represents about 20 years of wages at the time. In other words, he gives them a lot to look after. He gives the one five bags. It's basically like, here are, here's a hundred years, or, uh, or rather, uh, let's see, yeah, yeah, a hundred years. Here's a hundred years worth of salary I want you to look after it. And the one he gave three bags, here is 60 years worth of annual salary. I want you to look after it for me. And the one he gave one bag, he's like, here is 20 years worth of annual salary. I want you to look after it for me. Now, let's pretend for a moment that this story is taking place, uh, maybe not in 2020, but let's pretend this is back in Jesus' day. Let's pretend this is 20 AD, the year 20 AD, and the master is going to go on a journey. And let's just imagine, it doesn't really tell us how long it is, but let's imagine 
that the master is going to come back 10 years later, in the year 30 uh, AD. Let's just imagine that for a moment. So he gives them all these things, quite a lot of wealth, and says, I want you to look after it. He doesn't tell them when he's coming back. Well, let's just imagine it's going to be about 10 year span. So the man who got five bags of gold, the man who had 100 years worth of uh, salary, he goes and at once put his money to work and he gained five bags more. He doubles it. Then it says, so also with the one with two bags of gold, he gained two more. He doubled it. But the man who received one bag, he went off, he dug a hole in the ground and he hid his master's money. He just buries it. Now, after a long time, let's imagine maybe it's 10 years. It goes from 2020 to 2030. It went from 20 AD to 30 AD. The master returned and he settles accounts with them. He's like, hey, you know, what have you done uh, with uh, all the gold I left you? Now, the man who received five bags of gold brought the other five. He says, master, uh, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. Look, I've earned you five more. He doubled it. And his master says, well done, good and faithful servant. He's like, great job. You have been faithful with a few things. You did what I was hoping you'd do with this. I'm going to put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The guy's doubled it. He gives it back to him. And his master's like, great job. I'm going to put you in charge of even more. In other words, what you did here has taken him really to a, a great and glorious future. It's taken him to a better place. He's going to be in charge of even more things. The master's really happy. The man with two bags also comes. Look, you entrusted me with two bags. See, I've gained two more. And he says the same thing. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful uh, with a few things. I'm going to put you in charge of many things. Imagine that, you know, like 60 years worth of annual salaries. Like that's just a little bit compared to what I'm going to put you in charge of. He says, come, share your master's happiness. Come on, it's time to party, celebrate. Great things are ahead. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came and he said, master, I knew you were a hard man harvesting where you've not sown, gathering where you've not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and I hid your gold in the ground. Look, but look, look, I hid it. It's okay. Don't worry. I didn't lose it. Here it is. Here is what you had left me. But his master replies, you wicked and lazy servant. Oh, not the future he was probably hoping for. You wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I've not sown. You knew I gather where I've not scattered seed. Well, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. You should have done something with this. So the master says, take the bag of gold from this servant. Give it to the one who has 10 bags for everyone. Whoever has will be given more. They will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant, not going to do anything with throw him outside into the darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That is not the future he was hoping for. Now, here's what I love about this story. And I think it's so great uh, when we think about this whole idea of 2030. This is a story that reminds us um, that God is always kind of asking this question. What will you do with what I have entrusted to you? You see, when we think about the future, we have to figure out how we live now in light of then. Uh, the, the servants who got given a lot, the one who got given five bags, 100, 100 years worth of salary, it says he immediately went out and put it to work. He immediately started doing something with what he had. 
He was kind of conscious of this idea. The master's gonna come back at some point, and when he comes, I want him to know I haven't just been sitting on my hands. I wasn't just waiting for kind of the future to happen. I wasn't just waiting for him to come back so I could give it back to him. I got to work. I took what he gave me and I, I figured out how to multiply it. Same with the second one. The third servant, the one who only had that one bag of gold, is kind of the servant who was sort of like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to do what feels safest, what feels easiest right now. Um, I, I know he's going to come back someday, but I'll, I'll make sure I've still got it to give to him. I'm just going to bury it. I'll, I'll make sure I can give it back. And he doesn't really live thinking about what, what he was meant to do with this. Now, the reason I think this story is such a great one is because um, what, what it kind of highlights to us is that the future, the future will be created and dependent on the actions we take now. Um, there will come a span of time where the decisions we make right now, be it a decision to say, how can I take this, put it to work and do something with it? Or the decision to say, you know what, I'm just going to kind of sit on it. Those actions or non-actions, however you want to look at it, they will lead us somewhere. Now, here's what this story kind of speaks especially to us. So as we sit here, the year 2020, what would God say to each one of us? And what would he say to us as his church? I think some, I think what will happen in 2030, the whole idea of 2030 is not, hey, here's what everything should look like. And let's paint a picture and be like, here's exactly how life will look and what's going to happen in the future. The whole idea of this 2030 series is to say, let's, let's figure out how we remember that in 2030 is probably going to, 10 years from now, it's probably a good time to stop and reflect again on saying, God, what did we do with what you put in your hands? Because I think God will, in 2030, there's a certain sense in which he will want to say to us, back in 2020, I left some stuff with you. I put some stuff in your hands. What did you do with it? I left you talents, capabilities, resources, I had you be born and and alive at a certain point in human history. With everything I put in your hand and entrusted to you, what did you do with it? The future will happen. We will all arrive at 2030 or, or somewhere in this journey, but 2030 will arrive at some point. And the question will be, did we take what we had? Did we invest it wisely? You know, I think in 2030, God will likely look at us and say, hey, um, that whole internet thing, that was pretty cool. I, I let you be alive in a time when that was happening. Kind of the whole world could connect with each other. What'd you do with that? Uh, was that just something kind of fun and you played some Candy Crush? <laughs> or or we'll be able to say, hey, you know what we did with that? We figured out how to connect with people in ways we never have before. You know, I think God will say to us, you know, hey, you lived in that era of Facebook. I saw people use that for some really interesting and odd stuff. What did you guys do with it? I hope we say to them, you know what? We, we try to figure out ways to use it, to connect people to one another. God, we know that what you're about is, is you want people to love you and to love their neighbor. And so we tried to help connect people up in ways that would help them to love you and love their neighbor. Maybe we'll even say to them, back in 2020, we planted a few seeds and we tried to connect some people up in their neighborhoods and and maybe that was almost like uh, scattering some seed and seeing maybe something will grow that we can't even imagine. 
But the point isn't, what will it turn into in 2030? The point is, did we figure out how to harness the tools and capabilities and the realities of where we live? I think God will say to us, you know, with everything I had in your hands in 2020, what did you do with that? And I think it's what's true for every one of our lives. And what is helpful is to live now in the light of then. We don't focus on trying to live into the future and, and just thinking, okay, here's what 2030, let's try and live there. We don't live in the future, but we have to keep an eye on it. We have to remember, because here's what happens. When you live now in light of now, you do what's easiest right now. The one who buried the talent, that's easy. It, it costs no effort. It has no risk involved. But you see that God says, look, that's not what I wanted. I didn't just want you to preserve this thing. I didn't want you just to hang on to it and not lose it. I wanted you to do something with it. And we have to live in such a way. We, we live now in light of then. And we make decisions today knowing that the future will end up, in many ways, the sum total of the decisions we make every day. The decisions we make on how we invest our time, on how we invest our talents, on how we invest our resources, our finances, our, our technology and capabilities. How do we invest those things? Do we invest time in God's word? Because if we invest time in his word, it shapes our heart and shapes our lives. Do we invest time with our families? If, you know, do we invest time with our, our neighbors? Do we invest time in figuring out what it looks like to love God, to pursue his presence? Do we invest time in saying, how can I better love my neighbor and be a force for love and God's kingdom in this world? You know, today we're gonna take a special offering as a church. It's our high-tech, high-touch offering because the future we wanna create is one in where we use all the capabilities God has given us at the time and moment we live in history to not just try and make a difference in the world, but to say, you know, how do we become part of creating a different world? A world where we harness all these things so that we live well and we love well. We love God and we love our neighbor and we find new ways to live so that maybe we look back at 2020 and say, you know what, we learned a lot about stopping and pausing and not just living day to day and day to day and always living now, but saying, God, how do we live now in light of then, in light of what you want us to do? Our high-tech, high-touch offering, this is one of those ways we're saying we want to invest into the future. We, we want to create a future that is both of those things. Do you know, uh, last year I was at a, a conference in London and one of the speakers there in a, just really a small gathering of leaders was a guy named Bobby Grunewald. He's a pastor at Life Church in um, Oklahoma City, but more known as uh, one of the founders and creators of the YouVersion Bible app, one of the incredible resources uh, in the world that we live in today. Um, I, more than a billion people have that app downloaded around the world that gives you the Bible and every language and translations. He's a guy who knows a little bit about what does it look like to steward technology well. And I remember him saying to us who were in the room that day, he said, too often we think about technology as an opportunity. He said, church leaders think about, you know, technology is a real opportunity to reach people. And we think about it like an opportunity. He said, it's not an opportunity. He said, it's a responsibility. That we live in a time and an era where our capability for reaching people and figuring out how to 
uh, reach people we may have never reached before. It's not just an opportunity, it's a responsibility to say, God, with all you've put in our hands at the time in history, how do we make the most of those things? You know, we, uh, in our online streaming and what we've been doing, we have had people view our services on YouTube in 43 different countries. Now, that doesn't mean every one of them watched the whole thing or, you know, dialed in and now they're part of True North. But I got to tell you one thing it does is it helps us wake and go, there is so much more that's possible sometimes than we've ever even thought about. I never thought about something like that. You probably didn't either. But what does it look like to be stewards of the time in history where God has placed us? And you know what? It's not just about how do we reach people in like 43 other countries. I was chatting with someone just this week. She came up to me and said, hey, I came to your church on Sunday. And I was like, oh, you know, and of course she met online, came to the service. And she said, it's first time. I was like, oh, your first time coming? No, it was her first time ever going to church. That was her first experience. And you know what? And she said, I loved it. I've been telling family, friends about it. Just a great experience. And you know what? For those of us who've been part of a church for a long time, it's not surprising because we know that there's nothing greater than to come to understand that there's a God who created us. He created us to make a difference. He entrusts us with an incredible amount of talent and capacities. And He has purpose for our lives. He loves us. He's for us. And our lives do have purpose and meaning in Him. And you know what? This, you know... While we cannot predict 2030 and everything that will happen, I couldn't have predicted I'd be speaking on a couch. What we can do, and this whole idea of the 2030 series is just to go, not really what do we think the world should be then, but rather how do we live now? How do we take what's in our hands? How do we steward it so that we create the future that God would would have us partner with him to do. It still blows my mind that, you know, this story, he's like, here is incredible resource. Do what you want to do with it. It's just this story of the parables reminds us. It's like God entrusts us and he wants us to be a part of helping shape that future. You know, I want to encourage you to do a couple things. One is, If you want to be a part of helping create that future, our special offering today, we want to just invest in in the technology. If you're part of True North, you'll have seen what this is all about. But we want to be able to, to invest in the technology we need to continue to reach people in ways we haven't yet imagined, to explore the possibilities and the potential, to reach people around the corner and around the world. So I want to encourage you to think about how can you steward what God has placed in your hand and to give, not out of a sense of obligation or what you don't have, but just out of what has God placed in your hand and how could you be part of that? And the second thing I'd love you to offer as we kind of bring our 2030 series to an end is just to offer a prayer that we as God's people might just begin to pray in this way. God, would you help us to live now in light of then? You know, in this next moment, Uh, The details you need will come on the screen to be part of whether it's your weekly giving or whether it's your special giving towards the high tech, high touch. As that happens, we're going to listen to this song, King of Kings. And while you're giving, I love this song because it reminds us that we are part of a story that God has been writing throughout the ages and centuries. And here in 2020, we pause and say, God, what's the next chapter you want us to write? And how can we steward well 
the incredible things you have placed in our hands at this time. So during this song, I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you to, to give uh, out of that sense of living today in light of tomorrow, investing today in light of tomorrow, and asking God what He would have you do to be a part of that and how He would use your days, your weeks, right now in light of that.
I love the story of that song. It reminds me that we are alive for such a greater purpose. We are a part of the, the ongoing story of God bringing His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We are part of the ongoing story of letting the whole world know that Jesus is King of Kings, He's Lord of Lords. God invites us to be a part of writing that next chapter in that story. You know, I want to pray this morning and I'd invite you to pray with me. You can just quietly where you are or maybe you want to hold your hands open where you are as we just ask that God would work through us in such a way. You know, if you've given today, whether it's just your regular weekly giving or, or in the special offering, um, we're going to pray that God would really use those things. I really believe they're offerings. When we offer to God, it's amazing what He does with what we offer Him. Then we're going to pray for His guidance, that we might be part of shaping the future that He's calling us to. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we thank you for the good news that Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We thank you that you love us, that you are for us, and that you invite us to partner with you in shaping a new future and creating the future with you. God, for all that you have placed in our hands right now, the time in history we live, the resources, our time, our talents, our abilities, we pray that God, as we offer them back to you, you would bless those things. God, we pray for all that is offered to you, you would multiply it and make it powerful and effective for your kingdom. God, we pray that the things we do today would shape a far greater tomorrow. That how we live now will continue to move us towards the 2030 that you envision. And so God, I pray that each and every day your Holy Spirit would fill us, would lead us, would guide us that we might create the future you imagine. Pray it today in Jesus' name. Amen.